I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, December 3rd. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage, and in some cases, start conversations. We don't do prayers or buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way, but our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We'll take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here from the Cataraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first, let me remind people that our audio streams live at www.letstalknative.com. We stream live video of the show on our Facebook group page via Facebook Live. Our shows are available as podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and our live broadcasts, <clears throat> uh, after our live broadcast, I'm sorry, uh, we post them. Uh, we, we take the video and we post it on our YouTube channel as well which is Let's Talk Native TV. So subscribe to our podcast by searching Let's Talk Native with John Kane Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Let's Talk Native TV. And follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Native TV and Twitter at Let's Talk Native. I am the host of Let's Talk Native, and I am assisted by Jake Proud in studio, who is managing our video and our audio. Um, Yeah, let me get right into it, but... uh, just just put it right out there. I'm going to be talking about Neshaminy High School and uh, their ridiculous desire to cling to a um, a racial slur. They are they call themselves the Redskins, and um, they are one of the the few schools on the wrong side of history. Uh, and there's nobody better for me to bring in to talk about this than my good friend Donna Fanboyle. So, Donna, I want to welcome you to Let's Talk Native, uh, and I'm sorry for keeping you up late. <laughs> Hi, John. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yes, shame on you for disrupting my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's just get right into this thing. I mean, if you want to, why don't, why don't you go through the brief history which uh, begins with you essentially beginning a complaint at the Pennsylvania Human Rights Commission uh, back in, you know, in what, 2003 or something along those lines? Uh, No, 2013. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, 2013. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Take it. Take it from there. Give a a brief history on what you started, what you essentially uh, pulled back on and let the Pennsylvania Commission take on themselves. Go ahead and give an update or a, a background, I guess. Right, right, right. So um, in 2012 is actually when it started, end of 2012, when my son was a freshman at the Neshaminy High School, and as a good, responsible parent, I went to back to school night. Now, my older son had already been through the school system, and also my nephew, who had lived with me, had been through that school system, too. And, um, the, you know, the, the mascot tree and the word and the, you know, the whole nine yards, it all bothered me. But, um, uh, you know, I guess it just took a little bit of, um, maybe me getting up more courage to, um, 
you know, to bring up the subject. But when my youngest son was then a, a, a freshman and I went to back to school night and I saw the, the term, you know, the redskin term and the imagery, I was like, I can't believe these people are still doing this, like in this day and age. So I started it that night by talking with a assistant principal and, um, you know, so the discussion started there and, um, you know, we had a little bit of a discussion and he told me about the, you know, the pride and everything that was, that they felt was involved with it. And I thought, you know, I needed to go further and I had done some investigating just to see, am I thinking right? Am I the only one that feels this way? And then when I had, you know, done some Google research and I was like, wow, there's a whole movement you know there's other people that feel this way so, well, you, even um, even in the shamany you're you're not the first person this is an issue no. that's been brought up you know over uh, you know for decades uh, in, oh, yes. in some form or another you were just kind of the the last mom to really uh to really throw yourself in, in such a big way into this right and i think people before they just got shut down really quickly and felt maybe they um felt the hostility and you know, that was enough for them. But, um, I just was like, you know, you're, you, we're going to hand, you know, we're going to discuss this. And so I went to school board meetings and talked and, you know, basically got nowhere. And there was a lot of, um, lip service and lying and ignoring. And so, um, after getting nowhere with them, I thought there's got to be something else that I can do. So I did, uh, I called the Department of Education, and they t- referred me to the uh, Human Relations Pennsylvania Human Rela- Relations Commission. They said that's where I would file a complaint for uh, discrimination. So I wrote up my complaint, um, didn't hire an attorney or anything, and it took me a while. I had made sure that I had tons of evidence to send them, you know, the screenshots and the pictures, and um, sent it in, and they accepted it. And it was the first um, complaint like this that they had ever had come to on their table well and, and, and again to be clear um as most high schools and most you know uh, public education has there's certain handbook um language that that really decries any kind of discrimination and uh and any of this kinds of thing any, any kind of racial discrimination and when i say discrimination i mean singling out even mm-hmm. uh you know somebody by by race or a people by by race so it right. was clear right. and among that, yeah. i assume among the things that you uh, you made sure that you provided uh, this uh, human relations commission was was some of their own language from their own handbook oh yeah their own discrimination i mean they have it's a policy 547 which is discrimination and harassment and actually i took that policy with me to the school board meeting and read it to them and you know part of the wording says um, that they do not allow or permit any kind of discrimination, including but not limited to, which means, you know, anything that is discriminatory or that any group could find discriminatory. I mean, you know, including but not limited to, you know, it could, you know, the, the, it could be anything. And well, so and, I and, and I guess to, to, to break down a word a little bit, the word discrimination doesn't always mean that you discriminate negatively. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. when, when people talk right. about having a discriminating taste, it's it's about being able to single something out, right? And single yeah. out. Right. And so when when the word discrimination gets used, everybody says, well, no, we weren't calling people down. It, it, that's right. not even the point. When, you, when you're talking about discrimination, right. it's about singling people out. And yeah. how people feel about it is up to the people who are, are re- on the receiving end of that. So they can say right. they honor or or they're proud of the, the you know, whatever that 
the R word yeah. is supposed to represent to them. But the fact of the matter is the very name is discriminatory because it singles out a, 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 basically a people by the color of their skin. Right. And, that's thing, right, and that's the one of the things that the community doesn't understand is that they, they are like, well, we never stopped anybody from, you know, going to a class or participating in anything. We never stopped anybody, you know, that how could a word just stop anybody? But they don't understand that what happens to a person's mind and what happens to a person's emotions. They don't yeah, have just to because you don't wear a white, and, Just because you don't wear a white hood doesn't mean that you don't have racist tendencies, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and there's a lot of psychological stuff that comes into play, and it would be just like, you know, using any other racial slur and then saying, well, you're welcome to come to our school and you're welcome to use our programs. Yeah, and, you, and, and people who we call N-words, yeah, you can come. But we're still yeah, going to call yeah. you that, or or we're going to throw that word around, uh, you know, and be oblivious to the fact that you know we it don't discriminate against bit. black people. We just like right. the racial slur that uh, that we use against you. So, right, and we're going to ignore that it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit uneasy. Maybe you don't feel quite so safe in our school. And we'll ignore the the historical context, you know, to where the word comes from and how it has how it has always been used, all that stuff. So you anyway, right. and so, the fact and and the fact that you are a taxpayer paying for this school to be derogatory towards your people well and we'll get into some of the the, the other flagrant details that get gets missed in all of this conversation but so and you bring this up with the human relations uh commission um at and they some take point me seriously they take me seriously they take my um uh, my complaint seriously they do an investigation it takes 18 months and they rule against the school district they say we find that there is you know you're it's discrimination we find against you and here's your 17 terms of adjustment that you must abide by well then it went to an automatic appeal and um so they you know went to appeal they did more investigation 18 months later they rule against the school district again here's your 17 terms of adjustment that you must abide by of course it goes it goes into appeal again and during that time i had faced so much hate harassment bullying threats wait wait, um, wait. You, you mean you weren't honored right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, exactly. were, you weren't feeling loved with all that honoring of uh <laughs> right. no huh okay <laughs> no. i mean the slur is bad enough but some of the things that were said to me and you i've, know, I've seen some be, of the stuff that that even yeah. gets posted today i mean some of the stuff that yeah. you and ann uh and, and i, I want to give props to uh is it mongelio Mangillo? Yeah, I'm Mangillo uh, Mang- Remy. Mangillo Remy. Okay, I'm never sure how to do the. I, I got the Remy part. Mangillo Remy. I got to give her props. I know she's not feeling well, so I want to also, you know, send out the uh, thoughts uh, to to her as yeah. well. But um, yeah. yeah, I know that she she went to she actually went to high school here, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so uh-huh. so she's yes, been at this yes. for a long time. She's again one of those people who represent you know decades long mm-hmm. battles with with the school over the stuff and her family and that right. that kind of thing so right and, and walking on eggshells being careful of what you say and you and, know, and, and then of course live- being called out i mean and you know on and any any variety of of things you know for for standing in opposition to the to this kind of thing so i mean it yeah. and she's actually uh lene lenape which are the native people who were indigenous to that area i mean you're 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 right. cherokee so uh you're just a, a native you're a native person who just feels you know who 
who obviously is uncomfortable with the fact that they're using a racial slur for the name of their uh, their sports teams, and and of course they, you know, it, it just goes over the top with, with how people right. treat these things. But well, also the fact that I have a great deal of respect. Like I, I knew Ann's grandfather from the time I was a adolescent. So mm-hmm. he had a lot of you know uh, influence on me. And uh, and I have a lot of respect for the the people of this area, and that you know they need help in in standing up to this. And and I just felt you know it's worth putting myself out there and you know fighting the fight for them. And there are the Lenape tribes here who wrote a statement to the school district saying that they do not want to be used as mascots, and especially not you know their R word that is not respectful and honorable to them. Right. So, so so anyway, you went through this this terrible amount of harassment. You actually withdrew the complaint, but then the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission picked it up anyway on their own. They took it forward without you being the complainant. Is that correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, because of the amount of you know crap that I was going through. With well, the and they'd already had rulings, so they were going to drop it at that point. Right. Right. And I didn't. Well, they would have went on with the appeal. And I, you know, with my son being like, it was through his whole high school, you know, career. And it was just getting to the point where he was going to be a senior and I didn't want his whole, you know, senior year to be messed up with this. So yeah. yeah, What's your mom doing stuff? Yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had, you know, we had to be separated. Like I didn't want them to know that I was his mother. I didn't want him to talk about me. And, you know, I didn't bring his name up because I didn't want him to be even more of a target. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and that's another part of the damage done that, you know, through his, through his school career, I was always involved. But then when it got to the high school, all of a sudden I had to, you know, hide in the shadows because mm-hmm. I didn't want him going through this stuff. But yeah. So then the Human Relations Commission, they filed their own complaint because they realized that it really is, you know, with the amount of um, evidence that they were given and uh, they realized that it really is. Um, a, a detriment to our community and how harmful it has affected people. Um, you know, I mean, the, the kids on the school newspaper were harassed and threatened for banning the, you know, the R word. Yeah, the, and- uh, the Play Wikian, which is a, um, which is a pretty respected high school among the most <laughs> yeah. re- most respected high school newspapers. Yes. The editors and the and the writers there decided they didn't want to use the word anymore in uh, in the school newspaper, and the school officials fought them, actually punished them yeah. uh, for refusing to print the R word in in their newspaper. Um, right, right. It turns yeah. out the Native and American he- Journalists Association actually uh, awarded these guys <laughs> and praised these guys for the stance they took, and and they got a lot. I mean, I remember Keith Oberman on you know yeah. there, there was a lot of national recognition that came to these students, and again, many of the many of the schools that fight these um, these mascots are the fight starts with the not not with you know uh, activists like yourself or myself, or, you know, or, or even parents it actually starts with students and um and whether it starts there or these students had stepped up anyway um yes. so the, and they actually up, go ahead. they actually were awarded from the city of philadelphia um the they were um there was a resolution made to them for standing against racism so the city of philadelphia the city of brotherly love um honored them for for standing against awesome. racism yeah. So anyway, the, the so the Pennsylvania Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission takes this thing forward. They went through this. This end, ends up this l- latest thing is the is the last 
round of appeals or whatever else that, or if they even want to call it that, that um, Nishamani could go through. They had hearings, and they came up with a ruling back on the 25th of November, right in the heart of our special <laughs> month, Native American yeah. Heritage <laughs> Month. Um, and frankly, you know, and you and I talked about this a little bit. The yeah. The ruling, on one hand, was a bit of a cop-out because they didn't come right out and uh, and address the word specifically. They tried to say, well, we'll let you keep the word, but we're going to give you these conditions that, you know, frankly, the school was not willing to uh, to meet. And among the things that they were they they couldn't do, they had to address any image or 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 you know anything that they uh, mascots or whatever that that would uh, uh, promote a negative stereotype. Of course, that's pretty. Right. That's a kind of a broad definition, especially when you consider mm-hmm. that the word itself is a negative stereotype. The the name itself. But that's right. what, and they they put a requirement about certain education because one of yeah. the things that is clear is much of the imagery that they use always had you know native people looking like a bunch of bloodthirsty you know uh, warrior savages um, and they they n- almost never used imagery that was consistent with what the Lenape would have looked like in that area they they do the typical pan Indian Hollywood image of a right. you know a, full you headdress know, yeah full headdress or or you know or some you know, silly thing with headbands or, you know, whatever, you know, cartoon images and, and that kind of stuff. Um, right, right. And so they, I mean, they, really, they were very really, incompatible with uh, with what, what I mean, the name Nishamani comes from mm-hmm. a Lenape word for the river uh, in, in, the, in the river in that area, the way it splits, from what I understand, right. or something along those lines. Right, right. So the high Creek. school's name is Nishamani, and then they, mm-hmm. you know, which is a Lenape word, and then they have to use this this English racial slur to refer to right. native people as their mascot. I mean, it's that all by itself is, is a problem, but anyway, that's what the human relations commission comes up with. And rather than even attempting to address um, the, the points or the conditions that the human relations commission, again, the Pennsylvania state human relations commission put forth, right. they said, nah, we'll, we're, we're going to appeal this now to a court. Right. So now it's not even right. a commission anymore. Now it's going to be, I assume a state court of some sort. Right. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, the Human Relations Commission, when they made that ruling at first, when they, the first thing they said was that they had to do with the, the do away with the imagery, the stereotypical or negative imagery. Look, it's all stereotypical. I mean, Native people don't walk around looking like that. We're modern day members of society, contributing members of society. There's also, we, we also have, um, and, it seems almost ridiculous for me to say, but there are native women. In fact, I'm talking to one. I mean, the fact that, that the, the mascot is always, you know, some, some fierce some you know, fighting native man. Um, right. And, you know, and, and frankly, as a, as a Haudenosaunee who, uh, you know, part of the, the hallmark of, of being a Haudenosaunee was the fact that we, uh, we pursued peace you know that we right. that peace is what we advocated not war so right. that's the you know that's one of the negative stereotypes right out of the right out of the gate right and you know that when they took these names it's because they wanted it to represent their savage football team their warrior football team their bloodthirsty football team and what better image was there to use than a bloodthirsty savage native person well, I, I want to been... get in, I'm going to get into that a little bit more as as uh, in, in just a couple of minutes. But um, I, I guess part of the concern that I had about the um, the the ruling though was 
I heard some of the language from the from the commission report, and, and it suggested that there, mm-hmm. that there wasn't enough evidence to suggest that native students had been harmed mm-hmm. by this. You know, and the fact of the matter is, mm-hmm. there aren't a whole lot of native students that that attend this school, and so right. that was a, a almost a stupid, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess, standard for them to, for them to say that had to be meet, met because there has been plenty of studies from the American Psychological Association, you know, renowned people in the in the field of psychiatry that have suggested the negative impacts of these things, not just on the on on native students. Uh, or or native people or native kids i should say but the non-native kids as well the other mm-hmm, thing they right. suggested was that they uh, that there was no evidence that that non-native students were um uh were were taught to discriminate and i'm thinking <laughs> what is the standard that you that you use for something like that i mean it, so that that's where i had real uh, you know some serious problems i understand that you know and i don't t- completely disagree that this commission gave them a certain amount of rope to hang themselves as uh, mm-hmm. as as one person put it um <laughs> right. so so i get that but it still seemed like they tried to tap dance around it and and perhaps maybe did you know did this in a way that they thought they could set a few pitfalls for for Nishami to fall into but but it's, again i i think they they missed the opportunity to to take a um a specific stance on this thing and of course the right. high school is making the argument that there are other native mascots throughout the state although they're dwindling all the time um mm-hmm. and and i guess the the one of the points that i want to make and and i know that you're familiar with this is you know 2 hours down the road from you is mm-hmm. carlisle pennsylvania yeah famous for um one uh and and frankly the, the almost the standard for uh, uh indian boarding school boarding schools the bureau of indian right. affairs of boarding schools this school um uh was operated by this uh, captain or and who would be called up general later pratt who he he coined the the slogan kill the indian save the man so native kids were were literally beaten they were they had the hair cut and their and their clothes ripped off them their any semblance of native identity was stripped from native kids and this thing would start in the in the mid to late uh 1800s and would go uh, would would go on almost to the point at which a school like Nishamani would pick up redskins as mm-hmm. as their nickname that's how long Carlisle Indian school uh, existed and this is a school right. that 10,000 native kids were forced yeah. through only about 150 ever graduated from the school. This was a school right. that would keep kids past uh, um, high school and would actually try to throw. You talk about football; they would take native kids and and try to um uh well and and use their athletic ability so they could mm-hmm. make themselves feel better. And and uh, right. they would they would literally have underage kids playing football against Ivy League, which were the powerhouse you know schools for football back then they'd be paying, playing Harvard and Yale and oftentimes beating them and right. and um, some oftentimes being 20 30 pounds underweight compared to the guys that they were up against playing against army at West Point all of this stuff mm-hmm. and and everybody w- w- just thought oh this is a, a huge success in fact one of the reasons that Carlisle will shut down was because they put more emphasis on the dog and pony show that they did with these with mm-hmm. these athletes than providing any ed- meaningful education. So Carlisle Indian Schools, uh, School, t- two hours down the road from Nishamani, was literally stripping the native kids and exploiting them for athletics 
because because the the uh, school administrators thought that w- that demonstrated how successful they were. They didn't care. Right. I mean, and the when, only and, go ahead. And when I bring up something like that, you know, an atrocity like that, or the atrocity of the Paxton boys, or the you know any of those atrocities that happened to Native people, you know what I hear? Well, guess what? We didn't do it. My grandparents didn't do it. My ancestors didn't do it, and that's how much respect and or, or empathy that they have. You know, yeah. But the well, point the, and the point that needs to be made though is they may not have done anything to those kids, but while those kids were being having their culture yeah. stripped away from these, uh, th- these little white boys were running around putting their mom's yeah. makeup on their face, playing Indian because they could. They were allowed to, right. while the native kids had to have the, the the Indian beaten out of them. Beat out of them. I mean, right, and, exactly. And I don't know how yeah. anybody, and, and, and if they say, look, we didn't do that to them. No, but look what you did. You yeah, mocked the right. fact that native kids were having the Indian beaten out of them so you could play, so you could mock being Indians. I mean, right. and, 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 and right here, and right here in Bucks County, some of those native kids that were up there in the Car- Carlisle school during the summertime for summer vacation, they were being sent to farms so that they could do free labor. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, they were exploited you know, the, in any number of ways. And, and in fact, yeah, that was summer vacation, free labor for the farmers. And, and part of the reason, the other reason besides the exploitation over sports that Carlisle was shut down was because world war one, uh, would break, was breaking out in, in a big way. And they mm-hmm. took all of the boys out of that school and, and, and put them, put them right in the military first thing. Right. So and that was part of and the when, other reason that the thing was shut down. Right. And when you brought up the topic or the subject of, you know, them saying, well, they, we couldn't produce a native child that was, that would come and speak up and say that they were harmed. And I did get up, we did get to make statements after they made the ruling. And I did tell them, Try being the one minority that gets up there and speaks against your community, saying that you were harmed. You know, and who would want to put a one- kid through that? I mean, exactly. native, native or non-native, to speak up against what the overwhelming mm-hmm. majority of white people. I mean, you posted a picture of that board. Yeah, I tell you, it looked, <laughs> I, I look like white skins to me. And I don't know, there was no red skin in there. Right, exactly. Well, you know, we did have. To a, a couple of girls who were from the Onondaga Reservation, and um, they went to school here. And I, you know, kind of knew them. And I talked to their aunt, who was back on the reservation. And those girls, I, I couldn't get them to 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 come and speak out. It was just too hard for them. They did speak um, somewhat on Facebook, but to get them to come, you know, out to, in public and speak out was really hard for them. And their aunt. When they graduated, their aunt said, "said I'm so glad they're out of that school." But how do you expect a native child to get up and speak in front of all this hate after they've witnessed what an adult has gone through? You know, even what, it's a funny thing. Shawnee and I talk about this on my show in New York all the time. When you're the only native kids in a school, you're also looked at like you're somehow the authority on all things yeah. native because those yeah. those teachers don't make a commitment to learn anything. So, no. you know, they'll they'll ask you and put a, you know, put a 15, 16-year-old kid on the spot like we're mm-hmm. like it's our job to educate them about the the, the history. And and yeah. and of course, that's that's a tough spot to be in because the first time you say anything negative about George Washington or Thomas Jefferson yeah. or Abraham Lincoln, you're you look yeah. like you've got three eyes or something. Right. I remember being in elementary school or middle school and having people ask me questions and I don't know the answers to everything. I would make stuff up. <laughs> no, I mean, well, and again, I, well, the things that I know now, I didn't know when I was in high school and, you know, and I was, you know, I was pretty 
well read back then but you know there's i mean most people never learn the things that i talk about on, on my show and stuff like that look i want to get to oh. one thing that also okay. it gets washed over all the time where the word comes from you know yeah. when, when you get into the etymology of the word redskin there's no question that the word has been um directly connected to the idea of not only of ripping and, and cutting scalps uh, for bounty, but even even leaving you know the bloodied bodies of of, of native people on the on uh, you know on the ground uh, right. when when bounty were being paid for for killing native people. That's where the word comes from. I know they've had other you know morons who claim to be experts yeah. going in there and say, oh yeah. no, it has to do with wearing makeup like native right. people putting red paint on their face. Look, right. The fact that our skin. It has a redder, redder tint to it than white people. I mean, right? White people don't have much color to their skin, so right. uh, you know, of course, that would be the case. But we wouldn't have called ourselves redskins until we had a white person to compare our skin to in the first exactly. place. And yes, and the exactly. and the native word in almost all of our languages, the native word for the color red, is directly connected to the word, same word for blood. That is what it is in, in, in my language. And most of the languages that, that, that I've checked this out, almost all mm. of the, the native languages, I mean, there's certain things in nature. Green is associated with grass. Blue is associated right. with sky. And, and red is almost always, it's either blood. the same word for blood or, a, or mm. a very, very similar word for blood. So the idea that we would have called ourselves bloody skins, I mean, is, <laughs> is, is absurd. And, you know, right. but even if you want to, Take the the most benign um, etymology or, or, or uh, of the word and say no, it's just about the color of skin. Well, even that is yeah. is terrible to reduce right. somebody to the outermost layer of their human existence, their skin, and say right. no, we're not we're not going to call you a man, we're not going to call you a person, we're not going to call you a woman. We're just going to refer to the color of your skin and call you a red skin. I mean, the whole thing. Right is so derogatory and it's always been meant derogatory and whether it was l frank Baum calling for our the writer of the uh, wonderful wizard of oz who called for our extermination or whether it was any of the newspaper accounts that that you oftentimes you know refer, put a word like dirty in front of the word redskin yeah. or uh, you know associate us with vermin or uh, mm-hmm. an, an infestation of an area it's never been used as a i mean look even carlisle indian school they didn't call themselves Redskins down there. No. I mean, they, right. they, they were Indians because they were Indians, but that's what they were trying to beat out of them. So, right. I mean, it's right. I, I think it's it's absurd when, when when anybody tries to say, well, we don't mean anything bad by it. It doesn't matter what you mean by it. The word itself is no different than the than the N word. And anybody who, who will slap out a bunch of, uh, you know, red paint on their faces whether it's to go to a washington football game or a a a cleveland baseball game or or anything else red face is the same as black face and i and for anybody to say that it's different is just i mean they're just lying to themselves and and trying to you know justify their actions right and even the um the director of the human relations commission um mr lassiter now he didn't have a vote in the in the ruling um, because he has to separate himself from that part of it. But he said it is, and he's, he's a black man, and he said it's just like the N-word. It is exactly like the N-word. And that he, you know, he, he sees that it is derogatory and racist, and um, he sees and he feels that there's it should never be used, and especially not in a school. And so that's why it's like, 
you know, he, he had to sit there and listen to the, to the, you know, the other board members on the commission make the ruling and he doesn't totally agree with the ruling, but he has to uphold it. Yeah. So, well, and, and again, if you're not willing to go to a native person face to face and yes. address them as, uh, as that racial slur, then clearly mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. If you know right. that, that, that by calling somebody to their face that word that it's offensive, then of course mm-hmm. it's offense. I mean, if you know that, how do you lie to everybody else? Oh yeah, but we, as long as we're not talking directly to a native person, yeah, um, we're right. we're doing it to honor them, which is right. And, and even even with the school board, when they when they say, you know, we're honoring Native Americans, well, why aren't you saying we're honoring Redskins? Yeah, you don't even you say know? it that way because again, they right. they bypass their own racial slur when they try to address it. I mean, um, and of course they have no problem, you know, slapping it on their, you know. Uh, on their bodies when they do their their pep rallies and mm-hmm. what, they have their male beauty contest what do they call it mr <laughs> mr it? mr redskins contest mr redskins i mean how bizarre right. is that right and, anyway. and well they really one of the other really bizarre things about that contest and i hope nobody gets offended by this but it is a um gay man that runs it and he was at the um the well he actually testified at the hearings and it was just so bizarre. Like, how can you be from a, you know, a special group or a minority? Yeah, or a, 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 yeah an, an oppressed group of people who, and, right. and yet you have no problem. I mean, I mean, that would that would be like using a, a slur against a gay people for, you gay know, people, you right. wouldn't accept that either, you know. Right. No. And I actually contacted him years ago. I, I emailed him. And I said, you know, how would you feel if it was, uh, you know, uh, a gay slur? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And and actually, I think I talked to him on the phone, and he hung up on me. And well, I mean, let's me. face it. I mean, the the owner of the Washington football team is is a Jewish man, and Jewish you would think man, that right. that he would know better because of you know, uh, again, uh, the the history of you know of, of Jewish oppression. But no, I mean, right. these people get themselves to a place, and 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 that guy, in spite of the fact, obviously, he's accepted by that community to be placed yeah. in a position of of some authority or responsibility. So mm-hmm. he just goes along, and, and right. once yeah. once you get in that click, regardless of whether right. you have you know some other you know characteristic that might be looked at as a flaw uh by mm-hmm. you know, predominantly by white people white male people yes then or right. heterosexual male people then <laughs> you you do what you can to you know to to take advantage of whatever they're going to give you and and, right. and and this is why the the whole idea of trying to put something like this to a to a public referendum and you know i, I love the mm-hmm. way um Jim or uh, Mike Ballaly out here in uh, Lancaster when we went through it in, yes. in uh, Western New York said, "Look, you don't determine um, issues of social justice in the same way that you t- you select a bu- uh, a prom queen. You know, <laughs> exactly. and there's a reason that you don't put things like this to vote because these are social justice issues. Then, and, and sure, you can you can get a majority of people, especially in a town that's 98 percent white, to right. to agree that it does." It, that nothing you say or do is racist. But the crazy part is think about what this commission came up with. And these guys, it's not like they failed to meet these requirements. They said, no, we're not even going to try. We want to use our racial slur and we don't, we don't want any conditions to it. We want to be able to use this racial slur for the name of our school and continue to use it uh, without any conditions. And, and, and I say this all the time and I, you know, I've said it to you. The problem is every time one of these guys push back against changing the name, they're just pushing it off to to the to the right. next crop of people to deal with because it's going to change. Same with the Washington right. football team. 
You know, look, the, the Cleveland baseball team is, you know, take, incrementally takes a step to, to remove their, you know, their racist logo from, mm-hmm. uh, from their, uh, from their hats and that kind of stuff. It, it's just the way, I'm um, the NCAA. Got got rid of all of um yeah. except for the Florida State you know football team got rid of uh-huh. almost all of the uh, these names states like Maine and California have banned the use of uh, of native imagery so there's no right. question on which side of who which side of history um these folks in the Shamanee stand on they stand on right. the racist side of this history and it doesn't matter what could be more humiliating to, than to be the last people mm. it's like it's it's almost like the Washington football team um, back in the day being the last NFL franchise to allow a black yeah. man on their team. Right. And I think that this appeal speaks loud and clear because they had a perfect opportunity. And when they say, oh, well, we want to add, you know, if you let us keep our name, we'll just add some um, some education about Native people. And, you know, that stupid group Naga mm-hmm. has put them up to this. And the thing is, even Naga should be, should be saying to them, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, you had an opportunity here to keep something and it, it, they don't even care to educate. They are more worried about the money that it's going to cost to educate and well, this costs the money year I, after year after year i want to address that too because when, when i saw the nishamani um uh, statement they said this could cost up to a million dollars to to change this thing first off <laughs> nobody ever says no. you've got to change every uniform on day yeah. one and every year schools have in their budget which uniforms are going to be replaced and they could have they could have you know s- you know cycled them through they have so many t- you know yeah. tens of thousands of dollars that every school has for for everything from from re- replacing uniforms to even you know painting gymnasium floors or whatever else yep. they didn't have to come up with an with an extra million dollars they could have cycled it no. through their normal budget as they replace some of these things they could have gone through not to mention the fact that i i know a, a town like like langhorn a lot of the money that goes into that sports program has got to come from uh, from boosters anyway it's not coming oh, from the yeah. school budget or the taxpayers oh, it's right, coming from people right. who, who, who would just embrace it Right, and their uniforms right now, and for the last couple of years, have not had the word on it or imagery on it. And I kind of felt like maybe they were getting prepared. Yeah, they you were. know for something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most, <laughs> most schools who who have that name. I mean, look, there there are other. I mean, there's Indians and warriors and savages and red raiders and all kinds of other stupid names that they they use. But um, but that word in particular, most of the schools who still hang on to it almost hide it they all i mean i'm yes. not saying yes. nishamani hides it well but mm-hmm. in new york there's still two schools left riskini out near utica and um kennesteel greenwood down near uh you know hornell it's in the southern tier of new york just above the pennsylvania border those are the last two schools and you have to look and dig on their yes. websites to even see the word show up someplace because they're embarrassed by it they don't change it right but they're embarrassed by right. it right right yeah that's the same here i mean they I had talked to people who said that uh, they had stopped the kids in the stands from painting their bodies and from wearing the feathers in their hair and that dummy that was running up and down the sidelines. They had stopped that. And it seemed like they were preparing for something. And And they are. So it wouldn't have cost so much to change. This ruling um, is something that whether they reject it and appeal it or not, it's it's going to be an issue for them going forward. And and like I said... um, I think Anishamani is, uh, you know, in in the final days of, of of bearing this racial slur for a name, and you know, and the thing is, their their school colors are red, white, and blue. Why don't they just call themselves Patriots or something? You know, that right. sounds 
all you know hup hup america and, and and that kind of stuff for them i don't know it just seems it just seems crazy to me that um that they are so committed to to this to this racial slur um and 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 i wonder and you know john we've seen where we've seen in different towns and communities where they all of a sudden come up with lots of money to fight to keep their mascot right they come up with all these ways to make money to fight to keep their mascot well how much is Why this fight costing they- I mean, they're, right. they're high, they've got a pretty expensive law firm fighting this right. thing for them. So when they talk about spending a million dollars to to change uh, change mm-hmm. this thing, they could spend a million dollars fighting this thing and still have to change it down the road so anyway. Is, right, and they're going to be paying lawyer fees. The thing that would was going to cost them the amount of money, it wasn't changing the imagery. The thing that would have cost them is because the the, uh, hu- the relations commission said that for as long as you want to keep that word as your name, you have to educate every year, which means you have to bring in psychologists, child psychologists, you have to bring in educators, you have to bring in native people to educate. That's what was going to cost them the money, not the change itself. It's wanting to keep the name. That's what would have cost them the money because you have to educate year after year after year, and it has to be measurable education. They have to take a test to see if it has actually worked. Yeah, I mean, and there's ways to to assess whether somebody has is you know has you know come out of uh, a school like Nishamani with mm-hmm. uh, with some sort of negative um, impression of what or, or or at least a false impression of what what being native is. Because again, here's the bottom line: folks like yourself or Anne or anybody mm-hmm. else who who is who is native and living in that area, you guys are overshadowed by this freaking racial slur that uh that not yeah. only um uh Nishamini uses but you went to school in a town nearby weren't they also a native mascot as well yeah council rock indian <laughs> yeah uh, so so <laughs> w- when you look in an area like that and you and you want to ask well you know what is how do i um uh what's the first thing that comes to mind when you use the word native or indian or whatever else it's these it's these schools and and these ridiculous right pan-Indian, stereotypical, negatively stereotypical images that these schools bear. Right. And, and yep, that's what yep. that's what's all around us. I mean, Hollywood, you know, look, one of the most famous native images uh, that everybody knows is, is Iron Eyes Cody, and he wasn't even freaking native. He was Sicilian. Right. This guy it's played... So- funny it's so funny that you say that because today when they posted that the school board was going to um appeal on one of the you know the community pages somebody actually put up a meme of him crying and i was like and i can't even comment because you know if i comment i'm gonna get a text (laughs) and i'm like oh my god i have so much to say about this but i just can't it just doesn't end, I tell you. Don, I yeah, want to well, thank you did. so much for joining me. I, I'll have to have you uh, you know, uh, join us in New York here. I'm going to try to get Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz back on my show. Oh, right? yeah. She was going to join me a couple of weeks ago, but uh, fell ill. So, um, But I have to have you join me in New York. I, uh, I look forward to it. Well, you call in anyway, so I don't even have to invite <laughs> you. you yeah, I open up the phone lines, and I always look for your call. So uh, yes. um, we'll, we'll go through it all again there as well. So I think people have to okay. understand what we're what we're up against i want to thank you for joining me and uh thank you john staying up late with me (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start snoring (laughs) all right there you go you're off to sleep good night all right good night all right that's uh donna fan boyle she's she's a mom whose sons graduated from neshamini high school and had to go through that you know that experience of uh, of a school not only mocking 
a native image, but but doing it with a racial slur. And and of course, you you end up being in a situation when you are only one or two people of, of even color, but let alone native, being in a school that that is using you don't. It's kind of tough to speak your mind. It's an overwhelming. I mean, this isn't just about being a minority. This is being so singled out that it's that it's you know. There's no way anybody could be, ever be comfortable speaking out against this kind of stuff. So, I, I, again, my hats off to somebody like Donna and uh, and uh, and Ann uh, Remy for 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 doing the this this tough work in a situation where the community become become can become so hateful and so spiteful and so. I mean, for for all their their BS about honoring everything, there's no honoring what these people do. They are they are absolutely racist and there's no other way to to describe it and so again i, I want to give credit to, to the these uh these women for for standing up because it is tough look i want to um make sure i know we we didn't even take a break at the bottom of the hour i want to thank my sponsors uh i want to thank ross and holly john and the rje family of businesses for sponsoring the show um eric white and erw enterprises uh, the good folks at uh, Green River Enterprises and Native Wholesale Supply. I want to remind people that, you know, we're almost done here with the show, but it is Giving Tuesday. So, uh, th- and this, this day is designated for people to, to give to causes. So in, in, in the midst of all the consumerism and, you know, and Black Friday and, and, you know, Cyber Monday and, and all of these, these things, uh, you know, encouraging you to go out and spend, gobs of money on on gifts that'll be you know cycled through in a couple of months um there's also a, a you know th- there's also a push on this tuesday and um and again we only got an hour or so left of the day but um i do want to uh I, i'd be remiss if i didn't at least say look you can contribute to the show i've got three major sponsors and a few other people like ed uh schindler and cynthia trice and um uh and a couple of uh, folks from new york uh, uh that uh that support what i do but if you if you'd like to contribute to the show you can go to my paypal account you go to paypal.me slash let's talk native that's my paypal account you can uh, make a contribution through paypal you can also drop a check in the mail my um my uh post office box is p.o box 93 that's versailles it's really like versailles as in france but versailles v-e-r-s-a-i-l-l-e-s new york one four one six eight. Again, you, know, you can reach out to me. You can get a hold of me on Facebook if you if you want to make arrangements to to make a, a contribution. We are trying to raise some some dollars for to, uh, you know to build out a little bit of an equipment list so so Jake and I can work on uh, on a uh, some you know some other documentary work. Um, so we're always looking to to expand our abilities and our capabilities. So um, again, it is Giving Tuesday. So if you're if you're thinking. If you're running out of time on the day with for, for figuring out who you can give to, well, there's always Let's Talk Native and Let's Talk with John Kane. So I wanted to put that out there. Look, I, I, again, I want to thank Adana for for joining me for the for most of the hour. Um, and and I have to go back to you know to a couple of issues associated with this. You know, I oftentimes will I'll talk about um, uh, Al Frank Baum, and people don't understand. Well, you know, why do you bring why do you bring up Al Frank Baum? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why because. He wouldn't. He is this beloved, you know, author of what people think is a children's story. Although the Wonderful Wizard of Oz was actually more of a political parody, um, so he writes this 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 book that becomes this you know big time blockbuster movie with Judy Garland and Ray Bolger and all these other folks. Um, uh, 
uh, and and yet before that, he was the editor of a newspaper where he literally called for the extermination of native people, and he did it in such a way that and here I'll try to pull up here. He did it in such a way that he um uh he he tried to justify he tried to justify why um why it is that um let me see if I can pull it up here. Hold on, just one second. There we go. This is only part of an editorial wrote. He 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 called for the extermination. He said it's time to just wipe out native people. He says we cannot honestly regret their extermination. History would forget these latter despicable beings and speak in later ages of the glory of these grand kings of the forest and plains. I mean, he he literally said we can mistreat the contemporary native we, we can mistreat the contemporary native people and still praise the people in the past which is exactly what all of this mascot issue thing is all about he literally said annihilate them wipe them out exterminate them and then we can sing their sing their praises we can we can we can call our our football teams the 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 redskins and he used the word redskin multiple times in these editorials he wrote two of them i, I encourage you to look for look look them up l frank Baum. Uh, the uh, bombs genocide editorials and you know the first one he writes basically almost as a praising uh, of Sitting Bull because Sitting Bull was murdered and he said with, with the with the death of Sitting Bull that's the last good one you know now that all that's left is are a bunch of mangy cur that lick the hands that smites them he literally said the native people who who, who now linger on should just be exterminated and then we can, and, and he goes on and says, this is the least we could do. We could kill them now, and then we could save the images of them, you know, through, through eternity. I mean, that's literally what this guy w- w- was, uh, was promoting. The killing and the extermination of Native people. When, when you think about this General Pratt saying, uh, kill the Indian, save the man, this guy literally said, kill them. Kill them, he said. Kill the Indian and save their image. That's what L. Frank Baum said. What what, what this general press is? Kill the Indian, and save the man. Now, I don't even, you know. Again, we can get into what save the man even means, but we know what kill the Indian means because at Carlisle Indian School, two hundred miles, or I'm sorry, one hundred thirty miles down the road from from Langhorne, Pennsylvania, where Neshaminy High School is, not only did <laughs> Did over ten thousand students go through there with only about a, a hundred and fifty of them ever graduating? But many of them never got out. Not just with a diploma, they just never got out. They died there. Hundreds of, of kids died at Carlisle Indian School. Just like and Carlisle Indian School was the model for twenty six other Bureau of Indian Affairs boarding schools and the model for uh, for at least that many on the Canadian side. On the Canadian side, they did they did a Truth and Reconciliation Commission and determined that there was probably in excess of six thousand kids that died in residential schools. In the U.S. side, it was probably at least the same. And in Carlisle Indian School, again, two hour drive from Nishamini, they had a graveyard. How many schools do you know? I don't think Nishamini has a graveyard. Why? Because it's white kids that go there. You don't need a graveyard when you have white kids going to school. But you had to have a graveyard for for uh, for native kids going there because you weren't going to send them home, 
Or if you were going to send them home, you might. I mean, and this is one of the things that Dartmouth had determined when they studied Carlisle Indian School is not only were there an excess of 500 kids that, that who died uh, as students at uh, at Carlisle Indian School, but there may have been at least that many more who were sent home to die because Carlisle didn't want dead, the dead kids on their hands. So they sent them home, terminally ill kids. And why were they terminally ill? Because tuberculosis and malnutrition, like, like Donna said, these kids were worked. They weren't just propped up like Ivy League schoolers. The, these kids weren't were being elevated. What were they going to graduate with? Only 150 of them uh, graduated from Carlisle in the first place. And, and there's a few notable names that come out of there. Jim Thorpe is one of them, right? Why? Because, his, because of his athleticism, which Carlisle exploited. They exploited these kids so they could uh, so they could shine. So these white people, Pop Warner, yeah, the entire football league for kids is named after uh, after the, the coach of uh, Carlisle Indian School. Why? Because he exploited those kids for his own fame, and that's why everybody knows knows the name Pop Warner. But but you don't know the five hundred kids who died there. But again, two hours down the road. You've got a, you, you've got, and, 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 and schools all over the state of Pennsylvania and other states, you've got schools full of white kids who get to play Indian, who get to grab and appropriate that native image for themselves, whether they're on a football field or whether they're cheerleaders or whether they're playing baseball or, or just, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're, uh, um, you know, they're, they're school bags and that kind of stuff. Every, every, everything, their identity, they could grab onto a native identity in these all these white kids could while native kids were having that identity beaten out of them with an overdose of of bible and punishment and all kinds of persecution why because they were told to be native was to be uh, was to be sa- uh, satanic just like the uh, this this woman down in bolivia calling native people down there satanic it was evil to be native, so when General Pratt stands up and says, "No, we're gonna, we're going to civilize these kids," you know they they had a they also had a a slogan at Carlisle Indian School said, "God helps them who helps themselves." That was part of the slogan with Carlisle Indian School. Well, it's ironic that the policies of uh, of the United States would leave native people not self sufficient, but but government dependent. That's what they drew them. It wasn't about helping themselves. It was about stripping away any ability for Native people to be self-sufficient. And it wasn't because God was helping us. God was guiding us to to dependency in the way that they were being mistreated in these schools. So I'm sorry. When I, when I see a school, whether it's the school that I went to in Cambridge, New York, 99% white people there who want to cling on to a Native imagery, or whether it's Lancaster, ninety-eight point five percent white, or or Neshaminy High School, and the, and the few Native people in the area who speak out are persecuted, are condemned. They're they're booted off of every uh you know every every social media page there is. They can't even speak out. The first time they do, they get condemned and they get called out. I mean, they 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 literally have been threatened, and and, I, and look. And I know that it's true because when I was fighting, or not even fighting, when I was trying to educate the folks at Lancaster High School, I had students 
you know who tried to uh, who, who tried to threaten me physically i said man you better you better uh, get the manhood first before you try that but uh, mike valley and some of the you know the school board members the superintendent these guys were, were under constant harassment and not just from the students the students who did it had the support of their family their families their parents at home the worst ones are not the students the worst ones are, are you know are the 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 adults who think that the the only thing that they live for is the glory days of high school when they can claim to have been an indian or a redskin or a warrior like that was the biggest moments of their life well, i'm sorry I, and and this goes for 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 these you know has been washed up cheerleaders too the fact that that this is your life is sucks so bad that you have to live for those glory days and you can't even live going forward without being able to call yourself those same names that that these schools use that's pathetic i mean that's just pathetic but hey, we'll we'll see how this plays out. Apparently, Nishamity's going. The, the next step for Nishamity is to um, appeal this in a court. Um, look, I've I've testified as an expert witness on a number of occasions on for, for on tax cases and on estate cases. Um, so uh, perhaps I can get myself uh, you know entered into a court in Pennsylvania as an expert witness and get a chance to to speak my mind down there. I'd love to participate in the process. So we'll see. All right, I want to thank you guys for listening and hanging with me. Um, I will be in New York this week, so listen for our our two-hour show. I'm not exactly sure. I'm still working out some details on what my theme and what my uh, topic is going to be in New York, but it's Thursday on WBAI. You can go to WBAI.org and listen to it stream live there. Of course, we'll we'll do it on Facebook Live, Um, but if you're in the city, it's uh, 99.5 on the FM dial. That's WBAI. And that's from that's Thursday from three to five p.m. So three drive time, three to five p.m. Uh, in New York City. So uh, look, look for me on Thursday, and uh, then we'll be back here on on Saturday. Um, we'll see you then.